0: Day 7, the second story of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Decameron by Giovanni Boccaccio. Translated by J.M. Rigg. Day 7, the second story. Her husband returning home, Peronella, bestows her lover in a tonne which being sold by her husband, she avers to have been already sold by herself to one that is inside examining it to be sound, whereupon the lover jumps out and causes the husband to scour the tun for him, and afterwards to carry it to his house. Great indeed was the laughter with which Emilia's story was received, which being ended, and her orison commended by all as good and salutary, the king bade Philostrato follow suit. And thus Philostrato began. Dearest my ladies, So much are the tricks that men play you, And most of all your husbands, That, when from time to time It so befalls that some lady Plays her husband a trick, The circumstance, whether it come From your own cognizance, Or be told you by another, Should not only give you joy, But should incite you to publish it On all hands, That men may beware that, Knowing as they are, Their ladies also, on their part, Know somewhat which cannot be serviceable to you, for that one does not rashly essay to take another with guile, whom one wants not to lack that quality. Can we doubt, then, that, should but the converse that we hold to-day touching this matter, should be bruited about among men, twould serve but a most notable check upon the tricks they play you, by doing them the wit of the tricks which you, in like manner, have been so minded, may play them. "'Wherefore, tis my intention to tell you in what manner a young girl, albeit she was but of low rank, did, on the spur of the moment, beguile her husband to her own deliverance. "'Twas not long time since at Naples a poor man, a mason by craft, took to wife a fair and amorous maiden, Perinella was her name, who eked out by spinning what her husband made by his craft, and so the pair managed as best they might on very slender means.' and, as chance would have it, one of the gallants of the city, taking note of this perinella one day, and being mightily pleased with her, fell in love with her, and by this means and that so prevailed that he won her to accord him her intimacy. Their times of foregathering they concerted as follows, to wit, that, her husband, being wont to rise betimes of a morning to go to work or seek for work, the gallant was to be where he might see him go forth, and the street where she dwelt, which was called Avario, being scarcely inhabited, was to come into the house as soon as her husband was well out of it, and so times not a few they did. But one of these occasions it befell that the good man, being gone forth, and Gianello Signario, such was the gallant's name, being come into the house, and being with Perinella, after a while, Back came the good man, though t'was not his wont to return until the day was done. And, finding the door locked, he knocked, and after knocking he fell a saying to himself, O God be praised, thy name for ever, for that, albeit thou hast ordained that I be poor, at least thou hast accorded me the consolation of a good and honest girl for wife. Mark what haste she made to shut the door when I was gone, that none else might enter to give her trouble." Now Perinella knew by his knock that t'was her husband. Wherefore, alas, Gianello mine, quoth she, I am a dead woman, for, lo, here is my husband. Foul fall him. Come back. What it may import, I know not, for he is never wont to come back at this hour. Perchance he caught sight of thee as thou camest in. However, for the love of God, be it as it may, get thee into this tun that thou seest here and I will open to him, and we shall see what is the occasion of his sudden return this morning. So Gianello forthwith got into the tun, and Perinella went to the door, and let in her husband, and gave him black looks, saying, This is indeed a surprise, that thou art back so soon this morning. By what, I see, thou hast a mind to make this a holiday, that thou returnest tools in hand. If so, what are we to live on? Whence shall we get bread to eat? Thinkest thou I will let thee pawn my gown and other bits of clothes? Day and night I do naught else but spin, insomuch that the flesh is falling away from my nails, that at least I may have oil enough to keep our lamp alight. Husband, husband, there is never a woman in the neighbourhood but marvels and mocks at me that I am at such labour and pains, and thou comest home with me with thy hands hangling idle when thou shouldest be at work which said, she fell a-weeping, and repeating, "'Alas, alas, woe's me! In what evil hour was I born, In what luckless moment came I hither? I, that might have had so goodly a young man, I would not, to take up with one that bestows never a thought on her whom he made his wife.' Other women have a good time with their lovers, and never a one have we here but has two or three. They take their pleasure— and make their husbands believe that the moon is the sun, and I, alas, that I am an honest woman, and have no such casual amours, I suffer, and am hard-bested. I know not why I provide not myself with one of these lovers, as others do. Give good heed, husband, to what I say, were I disposed to dishonor thee, I were at no loss to find the man, for here are gallants enough, that love me, and court me, and have sent me many an offer of money, no stint, or dresses, or jewels, should I prefer them, but my pride would never suffer it, because I was not born a woman of that sort. And now thou comest home to me when thou oughtest be at work. Whereto the husband said, Wife, wife, for God's sake distress not thyself. Thou shouldest give me credit for knowing what manner of woman thou art, as indeed I have partly seen this morning. True it is that I went out to work, but tis plain that thou knowest not, as indeed I knew not, that to-day is the feast of St. Galeone, and a holiday, and that is why I have come home at this hour. But nevertheless, I have found means to provide us with bread for more than a month, for I have sold to this gentleman, whom you seest with me, the ton, thou wottest of, seeing that it has encumbered the house for so long, and he has given me five gigalots for it. Quoth then Perinella, and this but adds to my trouble, that our man, and goest abroad, and shouldest no affairs, hast sold for five gigalots a ton, which I, that am but a woman, and was scarce ever out of doors, have, for that it took up so much room in the house, sold it for seven gigalots to a good man, that, but now, as thou camest back, got therein to see if it were sound. So hearing, the husband was overjoyed, and said to the man that was come to take it away, Good man, I wish thee godspeed, for, as thou hearest, my wife has sold the ton for seven gigalots, whereas thou gavest me only five. Whereupon, so be it, said the good man, and took himself off. Then Perinola said to her husband, Now, as thou art here, come up and arrange the matter with the good man. Now, Gianello, who, meanwhile, had been all on the alert to discover if there were aught he ought to fear, or be on his guard against. No sooner heard Perinola's last words, than he sprung out of the tun, and feigning to know naught of her husband's return, began thus, "'Where art thou, good dame?' Whereto the husband, coming up, answered, "'Here I am. What wouldst thou of me?' Quoth Gianello, "'And who art thou? I would speak with the lady with whom I struck the bargain for this tun.' Then said the good man, "'Have no fear. You can deal with me, for I am her husband.' Quoth then Gianello, The tun seems to me sound enough, but I think that you must have let the lees remain in it, for 'tis all encrusted with I know not what that is so dry that I cannot raise in it the nail, wherefore I am not minded to take it unless I first see it scoured. Whereupon Perinella, To be sure, thou shalt not hinder the bargain, my husband will scour it clean. Well and good, said the husband. So he laid down his tools, stripped himself to his vest, sent for a light and a rasp, and was in the tun, scraping away in a trice. Whereupon Perinella, as if she were curious to see what he did, thrust her head into the vent of the tun, which was of no great size, and therewithal one of her arms up to the shoulder, and fell a saying, Scrape here, and here, and there too, and look, there is a bit left here. So, she being in this posture, directing and admonishing her husband, Gianello, who had not, that morning, fully satisfied his desire, when the husband arrived, now seeing that, as he would, he might not, brought his mind to his circumstances, and resolved to take his pleasure as he might. Wherefore, he made up to the lady, who completely blocked the vent of the tun, and, even on such wise as, on the open champagne, The wild and lusty horses do amorously assail the mares of Parthia. He sated his youthful appetite. And so it was that almost at the same moment that he did so, and was off, the tun was scoured. The husband came forth, and Perinella withdrew her head from the vent, and, turning to Gianello, said, Take this light, good man, and see if it is scoured to thy mind. Whereupon Gianello, looking into the tun, said that it was in good turn, and that he was well content, and paid the husband the seven gigalots, and caused him to carry the ton to his house. End of day seven, the second story.